When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So some really interesting things have been happening in the gold and bond markets just today. But also looking bigger picture over the last couple months, there's been some really interesting things playing out here. And I want to talk about why I think that's the case and why I think both today and, and over this this time period, over the last couple of months, the bond markets, U.S. Treasury bonds, and the precious metals markets are screaming at us that something is not right. And so today, I'm recording this video about two hours shy of of market close here on Tuesday, U.S. markets closing. And I wasn't really paying attention, but basically around 10 o'clock Eastern time, 10 or 11, almost simultaneously, we saw the price of gold and silver as well shoot up pretty significantly. We saw bond yields tumble, Not, not a ton, but, but it was a pretty significant move. Uh, gold had been trading around 1392, moved all, all the way up to as high as 1407. Uh, U.S. 10-year bonds had been trading above a, a key level of 2%, and they moved down to 1.98, that the yield dip, meaning the price went up. So two safe haven assets getting in a bid. Now, there's another asset that I want to talk about here a little bit later that did not catch as much of a bid, and I'll get to that here in a second. Uh, but... There were some rumors which may have have caused this buying in the first place. And basically what the rumors were, some some news items, was that first of all, a I think overnight or yesterday, there's reports of a Russian submarine that did not sink, but there was an accident on board. It sounded like it was a, a research submarine. Something like 14 sailors ended up dying. Uh, from from si- some fire on board, and Putin went ahead and, and canceled some meeting that he was going to, to attend, and instead went to meet with I think it was his defense minister. Now, same day today, we we get word that Mike Pence, who was going to be going to a meeting in New Hampshire for for some talk about opioids, canceled that meeting to instead stay at. The White House, and then there's a third report, which turns out to be phony, that the EU Security Council was convening uh, an emergency meeting. Now, th- there is an EU Security Council, at least that that we're aware of. So that was a bit phony. I don't know how much the markets moved on that, and, and I think the question here is, did the markets move on this these two simultaneous reports? Is this signaling that something's afoot that we don't know about quite yet? Now, the the, the press uh, secretary or, or vice president's press secretary at the White House basically said, "No, this isn't about their health. This isn't about national defense." You know, or, there are some officials that that said that. Well, you know, I guess we'll find out. Now, I don't think that this is really going to amount to much, and, and it could be totally wrong, right? We, we could be on the brink of something major. But I don't think so. And I'll tell you why. Gold reacted pretty strongly to this. The bond yields reacted pretty strongly to this. But what did not react strongly to this was oil. 
Oil didn't really move on this news at all. And so, you know, I think some people were wondering like, hey, is this something that's going on in, um, uh, that has to do with Iran or, or the Middle East? And, and if oil's not moving on it, but gold and, and treasure bonds are, that, that leads me to believe that that's probably not the case. Now, it could be some geopolitical thing. Maybe oil markets haven't caught on yet. But if it's some sort of imminent strike in the Middle East, something like that, um, I'm doubtful. I mean, you can, things like, like air traffic still seems to be operating as usual in uh, around the Strait of Hormuz, which is kind of the hot spot people are watching. Uh, uh, marine traffic are still moving as usual. Uh, and in fact, you know, if we look at this from the broader scale, I mean, if anything, if the, the recent announcement that, that negotiations with China are back on and the historic meeting between Trump and uh, Kim uh, in North Korea, if anything, that should signal that maybe things are going to calm down for a bit. Now, it could be wrong, but I, I think I'll be proved right with, within a fairly short amount of time. And instead, what I want to focus on is the fact that gold is at like multi-year highs more or less. Above 1400 It hasn't been above 1400 in a number of years. And U.S. Treasury bonds are trading uh, pretty high in terms of price, low in terms of yield. And this is all with the backdrop of basically all-time highs in the U.S. stock market. Now, I mean, I think a lot of people erroneously assume that the stock market signifies the, the health of the underlying economy. And that's absolutely not the case because what I'm seeing right now in the bond market and then precious metals markets is a move to save hidden assets. I mean, you, you can look at the U.S. 10-year. If we go back um, one year, the U.S. 10-year one year ago was you know around 2.8, okay? If we go back six months, the U.S. 10-year was you know 2.8. Seven five, right? You go back three months even. The U.S. 10-year yield was above 2.5% or right around 2.5%. And yet suddenly we get a big move down, you know, uh, going back to May. And those yields have not gone back up yet. Now, the stock market has. I mean, I'll tell you why they went down so much. I mean, it was worries about the recession. It was a talk of a Fed rate cut. And it was the trade war. Well, the trade war has been resolved. But the Fed rate cuts are still on the table most likely going to happen in the next meeting. And uh, worries about a recession haven't gone away yet. And yet that's not what you're seeing in the stock market whatsoever. And then in the gold market, well, of course, we know that going back in, in the middle of June after the Fed meeting, we saw a big move up in gold past its key resistance level of anywhere from 1350 to 1365, above $1,400. I think the highest it got was in the 1430s, $1,440 range. Uh, a huge move up in gold, right? We're talking about multi-year highs. And yet a yeah, stock market is at all-time highs. Well, one of these things is telling the truth and one of them is not. Now, is that me saying that the stock market is necessarily going to crash? No, not necessarily, right? Because you know that this bull market has gone on a lot longer than many people have ever expected it would. We know that Fed rate cuts maybe a little bit of QE over the short term might provide it a boost, might provide a boost to the stock market. But but we know that those things likely are not going to stop a, a significant correction or bear market in the case of an actual recession. Okay. And so 
yields can stay low. We can be heading for a recession. Gold can continue to catch a bid. And yeah, stocks can remain elevated for a while. But looking at this big picture over the next six months, over the next 12 months, it's the odds of a recession are climbing. Right. Never mind this recent talk about the trade deal. Never mind that the Fed rate cuts, which are not going to be enough to stop this next recession. A recession is coming. And that's exactly what the bond markets and that's exactly what the precious metals markets are telling us. Now, I was also listening to an interesting art, uh, uh, podcast interview yesterday over on Macro Trends. It was uh, Eric Townsend. He was interviewing a guy by the name of Jeff, Jeff Snyder who does a lot of work on the euro dollar. And I want to talk some about that as well. The euro dollar uh, does not refer to the the pair trade between the dollar and the euro. It doesn't refer to dollars over in Europe or anything like that. The euro dollar basically, I guess, could be loosely defined as offshore dollar markets. And, and rates and whatnot. What I mean by that is the Fed has a certain amount of control over um, domestic dollars and, and to some extent foreign dollars, right, with their Fed funds rate, with, with their other tools. But there's also a lot of overseas banks that lend in dollars and, and more or less, I mean, create those dollars out of nothing, Right, and that 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 refers to the euro dollar market, and of course, there's rates on that, and there's there's all sorts of other uh, financial, uh, I guess, scaffolding that that's associated with the euro dollar markets. And what Jeff was talking about basically is that uh, with U.S. bonds inverted, and with the uh, the dollar LIBOR curve also now. Inverted. It's basically signaling that and some other things. Uh, he was talking about the interest on excess reserves, which is a, another key rate uh, uh, determined by the Federal Reserve. Um, some some uh, other rate talk that that kind of goes over my head sometimes. That's basically it's signaling that there's that there's a dollar shortage, that there's still funding problems uh, worldwide, not just here in the United States, but but in other countries and that right now we're witnessing is a euro dollar squeeze and that could be another you know potential thing to point out why bonds are doing what they're doing and, and why maybe gold's doing what it's doing but but if anything you'd expect gold to, to be moving down if, if there's a dollar squeeze and if uh the dollar is going to be moving up right um so so i'm not sure if i'm totally sold on that or if anything that I guess my opinion on it is that he very well could be right, but I don't think it's something necessarily that can't be fixed by a ton of of easing by the Fed, which I think is eventually going to come. But anyways, going back to this this recent move up in, in gold and bonds, again, they're, they're telling us that something is not right in the market, that recession is likely imminent, that uh, – and, and recession is really broad term, I should say. I mean, literally, it all refers to as a decline – I think two quarters worth of decline in uh, the the GDP numbers, the official GDP numbers. But there's a whole host of things that are likely going to come along with that, and that's what that's where it gets really interesting, right? Never mean, never mind the GDP numbers. What I find to be interesting is things like liquidity events, financial uh, potential financial crises, uh, bankruptcies, 
um, insolvencies, and that's just the financial and economic side of things. But then there's also societal side of it as well, right? Spikes in unemployment, spikes in in, in uh, homelessness, people losing the ho- their houses, uh, drop in, in standard of living, and how that then influences things like political decisions, uh, uh, um, the the 2020 election, uh, as well as just the the overall strife within the nation. Uh, I think you can expect it to climb, and so that's what that's what this I see. That's what I see this as signaling over the next six months, the next twelve months. Uh, now I'm not going to pretend to to somehow know what that means for the stock market this fall, or even the rest of the summer or precious metals necessarily, or the bond market. These are all big picture things that I can't predict over these time periods perfectly. But what I can tell you is that in the end, what we're gonna end up with is a ton of easing from the Fed. We're gonna end up with severe uh, uh, recession, severe drop off in economic growth. And ultimately, I think that's gonna be a positive for precious metals because of the easing from the Federal Reserve, because of demand for safe haven assets like silver and gold. So I'd love to hear your thoughts on this video down below in the comment section. As always, thank you guys from the bottom of my heart for watching this video, listening to this podcast, and God bless.